why is it a threefold structure? So here's what we've got. For Zizek, there are the explicit rules that are society's official values, standards, practices, prohibitions, etc. There, there are the official rules that society imposes. Now, these are like the official mandates of the symbolic order, right? Okay. Well, there's also implicit rules. And these implicit rules are just as important, if not more important, than the explicit rules because it's only in knowing the implicit rules that one truly is tapped into the explicit. Because the whole point is you're not really a member of a community if you just strictly follow the rule, the explicit official rules. <laughs> to truly be a member of a community, you got to know how to bend those rules in the appropriate ways. Right. So that's what the implicit rules are. The little like amendments to the official rules like, okay, yes, we, we say that's official, but here's the way around that one. And here's not how to go around it, but here's how to go around it. So there's that. But then, and this is Zizek's really great point here. There's a third element, which he calls the superegoic obscene supplement. Now, this, this honestly, I think is Zizek's, one of his greatest original insights ever, which is to say, look, there is... There are ways in which members of a society transgress both the explicit and the implicit rules, but the very transgression of those forms of excessive, violent, sadistic um, forms of enjoyment. And yet those, those that are disassociated from at the official level actually help to reproduce the, the ideological framework or the symbolic order itself. So this is the real dimension of ideology and the real dimension of the law. So his whole point is that, sure, there's all kinds of prohibitions, there's all kinds of rules, right? But what actually is the glue that holds that community together are the ways in which they sin, so to speak. But here's the trick, right? There are actual ways that you can break the rules and you can transgress that truly are a threat to the social order. The trick is to see the ones that are transgressive but actually aid in the reproduction of that society. The ways in which certain forms of, repro uh, certain forms of enjoyment actually aid in the reproduction of power dynamics, class antagonism, etc. Right? And so... It seems like we, we, we do this whole thing, like our default setting is to link transgression to emancipation. Like if I'm transgressing the rules, I'm therefore free. No, you're not. In fact, you're more enshackled in your transgression than you are in just mindlessly following the explicit rules of society. Because, and this is the trick of inherent transgression, when you are doing something that is officially opposed by a society it really convinces you that you are acting in your freedom that you are you, you you are free right that's the big trick we play on ourselves is to go oh yeah look at me i get to go and i i smoke weed at the rock concert and I, i'm a rebel i'm i'm transgressive i'm not i'm not somebody who's just 
you know, a goody two shoes who just does what society tells me, I'm free. No, you're not. That that form of inherent enjoyment propped up. Now, okay, maybe in the 70s, there was a point where that kind of like the, the rock psychedelic culture, it posed a threat. But the point is society quickly integrated that into itself and and through taking rock subculture back then and integrating it 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 allows it to maintain its appearance of transgression rebellion and therefore emancipation when in fact it does nothing but help reproduce the capitalist system right, right? and so that's why Zizek is so big on opposing the politics of resistance because what the politics of resistance does is like, oh, you know, the the true political act is just to keep resisting. Well, the whole point is, no, actually, first off, these forms of resistance don't honestly threaten the capitalist system. On the contrary, they help reproduce it because they they serve as the illusion of a space of freedom, of opposition, of challenge, where there's no meaningful challenge taking place. And so... That's why Zizek, I mean, part of his Bartleby politics, um, the way he uses, um, I would prefer not to, it simply means like, I, I, though I would prefer not to is I would prefer a pure negation instead of resistance, because what resistance remains latched on or hooked on is opposing power. Well, the whole point is if your enjoyment, if your jouissance, has its source in how you oppose power, you never want to get rid of power. So the I would prefer not to is, I would prefer to not even have, um, yes, uh, to answer the question. It's, it's, it's well, it's sanctioned in jo- transgression, but it's never officially sanctioned. It's what society turns a blind eye to in order to help reproduce itself is is, is the way he thinks of it. Uh, and so oh, I... I, I would uh would this count okay uh ever since the 60s um there's been uh, this dynamic in play where um people who they'll talk about how they had a phase of activism or being a radical or being a rebel um and now they're probably just you know uh suburban suburbanite you know middle class american uh but they, they actually, they and they're usually liberals, and their way of talking about, you know, whether it be Antifa or Black Lives Matter, whether it be, you know, rioting or, or, uh, you know, stopping people, you know, stopping traffic on the highway or whatever, that they'll talk about it like, like kind of like with a wink and a nod, like, like it's 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 like the rite of passage for these kids to be naive and idealistic. And that they're giving the institutions a hard time and that that's ultimately good because the institutions can handle it. And actually it will help, uh, you know, bring those kids into, you know, the Democratic Party eventually. So and and exactly. I, it's a way to reproduce society. Yeah. OK, cool. Not threaten it, not overturn it, not negate it, not revolutionize. It's a form of like you said, it's a it's a kind of built in intrinsic form of transgression which means it's transgression in quotes and obviously some of it can 
I mean, it can be transgressive as far as like official mandates of the society go, but it's not transgressive in the sense of actually involving meaningful emancipation from that society. The implicit. So, so you're saying that, okay, so the law is threefold. It's mm-hmm. so in this example, it doesn't, it, it, it might go against the official rules to stop traffic, you know, on the highway or whatever, but actually, and, and you might even be saying, oh, Democrats, we hate Democrats and we hate you liberals. We're, you know, the real deal. We're the communists or the anarchists. But then the point is, is that implicitly that is sanctioned by the party as well as the parents and professors. Well, here's the thing. I This is one thing I'm not sure where I fall on this. So it's I want to go, well, is inherent transgression just the implicit rules? I don't think so. Because implicit, like bending the rules is more of a way of still operating in accordance with the rules, but you operate even better because you get to maintain a certain distance from them. That nonetheless doesn't actually threaten their operation. I do think transgress. So basically what we have, the threefold structure of law is explicit rules, implicit rules, inherent transgression. So I don't think that bending implicit rules is necessarily where the jouissance is at. I think it's a matter of actual social functionality. Like, like God, if we actually had to follow the rules to the letter, it would be really dysfunctional. Like what makes things more functional is being able to know, okay, like this is, yeah, yeah. I know what the the official rule is like, just bend it. I think inherent transgression is a third thing. And so it's better to think of it as a threefold structure. So could you, um, could probably you... be, because look, both explicit rules and implicit rules are more symbolic, right? They're, they are rules. They are cognitive ways of organizing our experience. The super egoic obscene supplement, which I'll break all that down later, that's jouissance. And so on the one level, we have meaning, which is the explicit rules and implicit rules. On the other, we have that excessive excitation in the body that is like a stimulant in the body. And that is the spaces of inherent transgression. And so basically, I think you can say that the explicit and implicit rules help make up the symbolic order, whereas the obscene supplement or inherent transgression is real because it has to do with jouissance. And yet that real helps organize and sustain. It's the glue that holds the symbolic order together, but which must remain unconscious. Like it it, it has to remain like unspoken or out of sight that these forms of excessive behavior, um, you know, self-destructive activities actually aid the reproduction of the the social order. So that's that's the way um, Zizek thinks about it. In an attempt to bring in new people to the world of philosophy and theory while building on relationships already established, we are doing a countrywide tour of the United States this fall. What's up, guys? It's Anna Dave. Are we coming to a city or a town near you? 
do you think there is a venue or audience in your local region that would be interested in a lecture or facilitated discussion about existentialism, critiques of therapism, PMC ideology, self-help, introduction to philosophy, or the time-energy critique of any of those things? This speaking and discussion facilitation tour will include the Pacific Northwest in mid-August, the Kansas City, Missouri area, late August or early September, Philadelphia at the beginning of October, and really we're gonna be all over the area there, hopefully, so get in contact with us if you think that we should come visit your state. Phoenix, Arizona, mid-October, and SoCal, especially San Diego, late October. I say especially San Diego because we already have our guide for the San Diego region, What's the difference between a host, a guide, and a volunteer, you ask? Well, thanks for asking, actually. The volunteer role is for people who want to put up posters or in other ways promote the events that will be occurring in their town or city. Whereas the host might have a guest bedroom, guest house, or a place that we can park our van so we can sleep in our van. We need to know if you would have like bathroom facilities or anything like that. And so the form on the website is where you can tell us what you have to offer. Guiding on the other hand though, people who love to guide take a lot of pride in their local knowledge. A good example of that would be Michael Downs when I visited him in Raytown, Missouri. And he took me into Kansas City and we had barbecue and he took me to the mall and to all these other landmark places from his life growing up there. Um, but a more recent example would be my friend Michael in Poland who took us around Katowice, Poland and basically gives a historical and sociological analysis of everything. And it was amazing. It was, it was one of the coolest things we've ever experienced. And it made us realize some people just want to provide the space and privacy, whereas other people want to take you out and show you around. And so if you're interested in being a volunteer, host, or guide, we have a special form for that. So please fill out your information and uh, get in contact with us as soon as possible so we can fit you into the schedule because we'll love to meet you, touch base with the local community. And if you don't think anyone else in your area is interested in the things that you're interested in, if you don't think anyone else is into this stuff, well, we might be able to surprise you. When I saw that poster, Bolgrillard in Boise fucking Idaho, are you kidding me? It was virtually an, an answer to an unspoken prayer, you know, really was. And I just couldn't believe that somebody was interested in the things that I was interested in that I had been interested in for years and had kind of given up on in, in futility. I'd labored in solitude for so long, I had no one to talk to about it, no one to bounce ideas off. This tour is going to bring together a lot of people who want to be based in text with the people they're in conversation with. and. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fantastic year. The only other thing that I want to say is that Michael Downs' first book is going to be published by Theory Underground really soon here. I've got another book coming out really soon here. These books will be spread throughout the United States on this tour. So I'm hoping to be able to do some actual book launch events at various bookstores. Outside of that, I guess the last thing that I would say is that Michael Downs 
is gearing up to teach For They Know Not What They Do by Slavoj Žižek. We're putting out all these introduction videos and other interviews related to the topic of Hegel, Lacan, Žižek because we want to give people an accessible and sturdy basis in the discourse. The problem is, is that Michael Downs is very busy having to work at a wage slave job. And so if you want to help in freeing Mikey, make sure to go to his Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the dangerous baby and make a donation. Thank you. I would be remiss to close this out without a quick shout out to our patrons and our anonymous donors. Thank you so much for the donations that already we've only been around for a month. We already got over $3,000 in donations. Um, and so thank you. And uh, stay tuned for the app, which is on its way. There will be a Fury Underground app. So the current setup is that it is a social media site built around courses where you can suppose that people who are involved in the discussions have a shared interest in the same or similar texts and where you can assume in a lot of the discussions that, yeah, people have read the stuff that you're reading, uh, that you're bringing into dialogue. And so, uh, for instance, the idea of the university by Carl Jaspers, dedicated forum. Slavoj Zizek's For They Don't Know What They Do, dedicated forum. And then as people take the course over the years, new people will be coming into that forum. And so if you get in there early, you'll be able to see how the conversation evolves. And as new people add into the conversation, it'll bring back memories and like things that you want to work through, questions that you had with the first time that you read the text. And so I'm really excited for this. The reason I've built this website is because I think that this is what's lacking in so many other spaces, is that ability to return, to be able to communicate after the fact and in a sustained way on a platform that's not attention grabby and annoying like discord and so stay tuned because there is an app on the way thank you to our donors if you want to donate go to theory-underground.com forward slash support thank you